We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Three, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-draft edition. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. I am joined by my man, Taylor Peterson. What a day. What a week. What a it's, year. It's not done yet, bro. <laughs> oh, so man. We, we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomTownHoops.com. Taylor and I uh, just got done with a three and a half hour NBA draft stream. <laughs> Jacob and I peaked. We've peaked. Man, <laughs> it's been a day, bro. It has like, indeed. We've been grinding. Fun. I had I had a sports animal hit this morning. Yeah, was on that's that. True. Then we went live at six forty-five ish. Did our draft stream, which was wildly successful. If you tuned in on Facebook, on Twitter, or on YouTube, thank you thank so you much, all. man. We had yeah, a great we, interaction. Like literally, the entire I was shocked. The entire three and a half hours, uh, we had some diehards in there. We were the chat we was popping. 
Yeah, and, and I think I'll, it's safe to say, Taylor, that for the foreseeable future, our pods are going to be live stream pods. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Like, we love your guys' too, interaction, too. Exactly. We, we love everything about it. So so we're going to convert over to live streaming so you guys can watch Also, us. huge thank you to Ty Windesh and Lazarus. What's Laz's last Jackson. name? Jackson. Jackson. Uh, they came on and just that made it a ton of fun there at the end. We asked them to come on for like maybe 15, 20 minutes, and they stayed for like an hour. Yeah, we also had <laughs> Jacob Silva on. And Shout we had out Silva to Jacob on. Silva. That was fun. Uh, so we had a great time on the stream. It's been a busy day, a busy week for the Thunder. Uh, Taylor, we're just going to dive straight into this. We want to give the people our quick reactions to everything. Uh, Before we do, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to The Uncontested. As uh, less than 24 hours from the recording of this episode, we're recording this at 11 p.m. on Wednesday night, less than 24 hours now, we will have another podcast up with friend of the pod, Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports, doing a full free agency breakdown with us. And then Friday night, we're probably going to go live again on the stream because at 5 p.m. Central Time kicks off free agency in the NBA. There's going to be a lot going on again. So we'll come at you live with all of our reactions. Uh, So lots of content coming your way. This has been a grind of a week, but it has been a blast. It's been so much fun. Yeah, let's dive straight into stuff. First piece of news that came out today uh, relating to the Thunder. A big trade. Uh, huge, yeah. Taylor, literally, so I got home from work, and I was like, bro, we got this huge stream tonight. We got all this stuff to do. I need to get a nap in. And I laid down to take a nap, and literally, less than 60 seconds later, my phone buzzes, and I look at it, and it says... <laughs> what did it Oklahoma, say, Jacob? Tell us. The, Tell yeah, us. the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, have traded Danny Green to the Philadelphia 76ers for Al Horford. And I was like, holy shit, all right, time to get up. Like, I don't even get my nap. <laughs> so Taylor, Al Horford coming to Oklahoma City. Uh, the Thunder get Al Horford. Uh, he has he's under contract for this season, the following season, then a partial guarantee for the third season. The Thunder get a top six protected pick in 2025, and they got the 34th overall pick in tonight's draft. Uh, Thunder send out Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. Uh, Interesting. The, yeah, the Danny Green era dies in Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Three days after it began. He never even actually made it to the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC uh, legends uh, Danny Green and Ricky Rubio. Yeah, there you go. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take a quick, uh, just a quick moment to talk about Terrence Ferguson leaving OKC. Okay. So that's where you want to start with all this. Good Lord. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I am genuinely happy for Ferguson. Um, for what it's worth, I have no inside sources. I don't know him on a firsthand basis, but it seems like, again, I don't want to speculate either. <laughs> um, but what he's been through this year obviously has been very rough. Um, while there may be some truth to some of it, again, I have no idea, no sources here, but, um, he, everything I've heard, I, I do have a good source. Um, and actually somebody we grew up with back, uh, growing up in Owasso, who knows his family very well, knows Terrence, a uh, great guy. He was a great kid growing up, uh, comes from a great family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All that to say that I think he had a very rough year this year. Um, I don't want to talk any longer really on the allegations other than I just think that it was good for him to get a change of scenery. And so uh, I'm really kind of excited to see what he can do in Philly. Unfortunately, being under guys like uh, Tybal, um, 
you know, well, I guess Josh Richardson got traded tonight, so that could help him out a little bit there. Um, but the Sixers actually drafted some three-point shooters I think that they're really excited about. The Sixers had a pretty good draft tonight, and so I'm a little worried about Ferguson's actual opportunity in Philadelphia. However, I think that the change of scenery could be a good thing for him, um, and he, he does have that potential. So all of that to say, I wouldn't put money on uh, Ferguson getting a lot of starting time, maybe even breaking the regular rotation for the Sixers. But I am happy for him. He's getting a change of scenery in another good environment, right? It's not like he was shipped off to um, the like Kings or the the Hornets. Although they kind of, they kind of had a good draft tonight. But all that to say, um, happy for Ferguson, and um, hopefully he can turn things around. For sure, yeah. Uh, I think we had a lot of high hopes for Ferguson. The and, and the writing was kind of on the wall here with the off court issues and um, going into a contract year. Right, he it, it, the Thunder weren't going to extend him. Didn't make any sense. So this just kind of made uh, a lot of sense for the Thunder to ship out Ferguson. But what's maybe more important is we talk about the return. Uh, Thunder bringing in uh, big man Al Horford, uh, and then they add to the war chest. They get pick uh, a top six protected pick in 2025, and pick number 34 tonight, which we'll talk about what that pick became here in just a bit. I think we're both pretty excited about that one. Um, but Al Horford coming to OKC. Thunder now have two centers making over $50 million combined in Al Horford and Steven Adams. Adams, obviously younger, has one year left on his contract. Horford uh, has a handful of years left on his contract. Thoughts on, on bringing Horford into Oklahoma City? I mean, I just uh, honestly... Five years kinda, too late? Well, five years too late for starters, but the I think the not even, yes, the biggest thing is, you know, if Kevin Durant would have re-signed with the Thunder, that Horford would have come to OKC, we would have won a championship, yada, yada, yada. We all know that story, right? But I think the funniest thing for me, mainly because of how invested we've been recently over the past year to two years, is um, we've podcast this entire offseason, Jacob, and our listeners who have been listening for a while, you know, they've listened to our, our CP3 trade previews podcast series that we did and um we had a sixers guest on and even just in our group podcast in general we talked about the potential of cp3 to the sixers and how a likely possibility would be getting al horford in return and that wasn't just our podcast that was even just like national media in general right national nba media yeah, just in general. speculation yeah so it was really interesting to see the the thunder end up trading for horford regardless um I think a lot of that has to do with the Presti and the Maury connection, Maury being in Philadelphia now. Uh, I think it was a great trade for Philadelphia, right? You get off that Horford contract for a super uh, versatile wing and Danny Green that can really elevate your team and create shooting and spacing around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You also get Terrence Ferguson and Young Fire you can take a gamble on. Um, I think the pick, that 2025 pick, lightly protected, is a pretty big thing for OKC. I really like that. And then obviously they got that 35th pick, which they – uh, they picked some guy that we don't even... Oh, wait. Who did they pick with 35? I can't remember now. 34. So much, 34, 34, and it was Theo Meldon. So it was, that, it was, it was the, Okay, so it was Theo with 34, and then we ended up trading the Wizards for um, this... We'll get into that. Okay, anyways. Um, great trade overall, especially when we end up with Theo at 34. I think that, that makes this trade that much better. Um, the interesting thing is what Presley's going to do without Horford. And I'll, I'll flip that question to you, Jacob. Is this a trade deadline candidate like we thought CP3 might be last year? Or is this a CP3 kind of situation where he re- rebuilds his reputation, he shows he still has a lot left in the tank, and we trade him next offseason? 
Man, there's there's so much to unpack here, uh, and I don't know if we can really answer this question until we get to the end of the road. I don't think we're at the end of the road yet. Um, I mean, if if you bring Horford and Adams both into camp, right? That, those are two. That's centers. interesting. You, also, you, great. Yeah, point. you could you could play Horford at the four, but then you're benching Darius Baisley. Uh, I don't think you want to do that. Uh, if you want to start Darius Baisley at the four, then you're bringing one of Horford or Adams off the bench and hindering trade value for either one of those two. I don't think you want to do that. So they're in a weird position there. But Taylor, the, the bigger thing for me here that I really wanted to touch on, get used to this type of, of trade. Absolutely. The, the Thunder, uh, now, now I guess before I get there, we need to talk about what the actual setup of this trade is. There's two options for the Thunder here. They cannot trade Danny Green um, uh, combined with other players. Uh, that that That's against the rules once they acquire Danny Green. So option one is these are two separate deals. Doesn't the St. Thunder... Presley just tell Adam Silver that I make the rules? <laughs> yeah, basically. So option <laughs> one, and I know this kind of gets nitty-gritty, but I think the listeners probably want to know no, how I, this, this works. No, this is very important. I agree. Option one is, yeah, the Thunder <laughs> complete the Danny Green and pick 28 for Dennis Schroeder deal. Then the Thunder renounce all their free agents, meaning they can't sign and trade anybody. They can't uh, have bird rights on anybody. So they'd renounce guys like Andre Robertson, uh, Danilo Gallinari, um, Deontay Burton, uh, Nerlens Noel. They'd renounce all these guys, um, have nothing to do with them anymore. And then trade Danny Green, and then in a separate deal, Terrence Ferguson, and then bring back uh, Al Horford. Uh, that would keep the Thunder underneath the cap because they would trade out less money than they were bringing in, but the money that they're bringing in would go into cap space. Okay, right. that's option one. I think what's probably more likely is option two, which is where they bring in Philly as a third team um, in the Lakers trade. So it would be uh, OKC, Lakers, and Philadelphia trade where Danny Green goes from LA to Philly, Al Horford goes from Philly to OKC, Shooter goes from OKC to the Lakers. And if the Thunder do this, then they only have to renounce rights to Andre Robertson uh, to be able to fit Al Horford in because they can combine more players in that trade. The Thunder could combine right. Terrence Ferguson in that as well. Um, would only have to give up the rights to Andre Robertson and would still have the rights to Danilo Gallinari, which allows them to conduct a sign and trade. And I think that's the big key there. Tim Bontemps uh, actually tweeted out shortly after that the expectation is that the Al Horford trade will be made in a way where OKC will still be able to keep Danilo Gallinari's cap hold on its books. Sources tell ESPN. Gallinari is one of the top under, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Basically, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, the Thunder want to keep Gallinari's right so they can sign and trade him. They're not going to hinder themselves by doing that. So you traded Al Horf- or you traded for Al Horford, uh, and you are still going to have the chance to sign and trade Daniel Gallinari in uh, Check's Watch. Less than 48 hours, Taylor. Absolutely, and... um. I, I just found it interesting. I, I did not expect Al Horford to be in OKC with Chris Paul being traded. Yeah, no, 100%. But, but so that's the long part to get to what I wanted to say, which is get used to this type of trade. The Thunder are, with this trade, they're renting out their cap space in return for an asset. They're Instead of having cap space to go sign somebody, they took on a bad contract in Al Horford. They got a pick for for their troubles, picked uh, p- top six protected pick in 2025, and now they're going to try to 
flip Al Horford or flip Steven Adams and rebuild Al Horford's image so they can trade him for an asset down the line. We just got to get used to this. The Thunder are going to have cap space. And with that cap space, their goal is going to not be to sign players, but instead to buy bad contracts from teams in return for assets. This is how you go about a rebuild. Did we lose Taylor? I'm back. Okay. Good. Oh, that was perfect go. timing. Sorry, I put it in the chat. Uh, I had a a dog going crazy outside, and my wife is trying to sleep, so I put BRB oh, in the chat. Oh, you're good, and went man. To a, yeah. But I'm back, so I apparently I timed that perfectly. Yes, if, uh, you did. Beautiful. Did good, good. Okay, so, so sorry. So, um, but yeah, really so we, we need to get used to this type of trade where the Thunder run out their cap space. Um, with exactly. that being said, though, they, they add another asset to the war chest. Uh, they are racking them up. And I think again, that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, it's incredible go, that go for it seems it. able to keep doing this. Sorry, you know, it just is, it's incredible that seems able to keep doing this. Um, where I think this maybe is a little more of an equal trade. I think it was a good trade for Maury. Uh, also a great trade for Preston because, again, just more assets. Um, it's still incredible to me that Sam has all the all these players he can still flip for assets. And he did yeah. it with Rubio, which we're about to get into. He can still do it with Horford. You mentioned Steven Adams earlier, Adams. Jacob. Yeah. You have, apparently there, there was a rumor going around before the draft, and I think it's probably still accurate, that Ubre Jr., um, is they're looking to flip him for a first. So, I mean, it's just, it's and you've wild. Got the Gallo and like you said, you've got the Gallo right. sign trade. Like I said, this exactly. team will still look very different. We're not oh, at the end uh, of the road yet. In the Minnesota trade, we don't even know what's coming in return. It has to be James Johnson. So maybe that's a good transition. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> God, I didn't even think of that, man. Yeah, that's a great transition. So let's move on to the actual draft. Uh, the Thunder end up going into uh, pick number one tonight. Uh, when, once the draft initially starts, they have pick 25, pick 28, and pick 34. Uh, the Thunder, it, it gets reported pretty early on in the draft, Taylor, uh, I think within like the first six or seven picks right? Um, by by the Athletic, that the Thunder are trying to trade Ricky Rubio, pick well, 25, and pick 28. And there was even a rumor from a, uh, I guess the proper way to put this as a less popular reporter that I, leg- I legitimately just can't remember the name or I would credit this reporter, and I wish I could. Um they actually had this before the draft even started. That the Thunder yeah from Yahoo, talks. the girl from Yahoo. Yes. Oh no 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 no. That was the uh, Gallo sign trade or something. But there was somebody else. There, <laughs> there was, was too many of them, bro. Too I many. I know of it them. really was. Anyways, that they were looking at the seventeenth pick with the Timberwolves. Yeah. So the Thunder end up trading. Um, gets reported pretty early on. Uh, comes to fruition. Ricky Rubio, pick twenty five, pick twenty eight, uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves for pick number seventeen. Uh, pick number 17 gets on the clock. And Taylor, we've talked about this. Where there is smoke, there is sometimes fire. The uh, pick that was promised. Yes, the pick that was promised. Apparently, it's been in the works for a long time now, considering like Shea and this, he have even season. worked out already. That's uh, awesome. The thun- I love yeah, that the thunder, so much. Uh, prove uh, the, the worst-kept secret in the league for the past week, uh, and they select Alexei Pokushevsky, uh, also known as Poku, with pick number 17. So we got to dive into this here, Taylor. Um, I think the big thing is we don't know much about this kid. Right? We like don't. we haven't seen him play a whole lot. Uh, he played for like the B League. Um, he, he's an interesting player. Seven foot two. Uh, I think it's even in, an even longer wingspan. Um, 200 pounds. He's got a lot of what he needs to put on like 40 pounds, but he's coming to Oklahoma. <laughs> so he should be able to do that. That's right. Um, take him, like we said, take him to uh, um, Mahogany's every night. 
give him one of those. No, shit, give him dude. One take, those him to, take him tomahawks. to the Golden Corral. Yeah, that's right. No take, kidding. Take him to the Golden Corral. Take him to um, old-fashioned stuff. <laughs> gold, gold, golden China, baby. Just stuff that boy full of food. Um, get him in the weight room. But what we do know about him, he's tall as hell. Seven. He's long as yeah. He's long as hell. He's got a strap. He can shoot it. He can handle it. He's he really an adept pastor. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's got the confidence. He's got the the swag to him. Um, this is a sink or swim prospect. This is a he's not going to be in the league three years from now, or he's going to be a um, potential like, like all star. A Chris Depps Porzingis with a handle and passing. Yeah. You know, and, no, you're exactly and, right. Yeah. And so the Thunder are swinging for the fences here. And I got to be honest, like, I don't know much about the kid. I don't know how I feel about the pick, but I respect the balls on Presty to just say, F it. We're going for it. I have 20 damn picks coming up. Yeah. We're taking the swing for the fences, bro. We're going yeah, we for it. And we're going to see if this kid can hit. We aren't bunting for singles. We're we're swinging for grand slams and home runs here, and uh, I think that's a great analogy. You know, I've had a lot of people, a lot of people, um, a lot of my friends reach out to me over the past, like you said, Jacob, two weeks or so, when it was like much more wide, uh, much more widely reported that the Thunder had promised Pokushevsky apparently that um, they, they were going to take him in the draft. Again, there's a connection there. His agent used to work for OKC, apparently. Um, him and Presti are still very close. And so uh, OKC has had their eye on Pokushevsky for a very long time now. And so uh, I had a lot of people reaching out to me. And I think the way that I best described it, and again, you know, this, I originally learned about him, I think, from probably like Kevin O'Connor's mock draft, like, you know, a long time ago, three months ago. It's the very first one that he put out. Um, from there, I did a little more research. I listened to podcasts. That led me to actually diving into some scouting. So I was able to find the very limited YouTube videos there are of him. Uh, I watched those here probably about two months ago. And then uh, watched a little more here over the past month. And uh, then there was a really good scouting report that I can't remember. Somebody else tweeted out. Long story short, I actually have done some research on him. And the conclusion that I've come I've came that that I got from that is that he really is like a seven two guard, and I've tried to make the uh you know, make the point that it's not like you know Jokic who we call a point center. Pokushevsky is very much a shooting guard. He's a seven foot two shooting guard. He doesn't really bang down low. He doesn't get a ton of rebounds. He does block some shots because he's so long and lanky. It's just so easy for him in the league that he was playing. I don't see that really translating yet to the league because he's so thin, which is a common weakness of his. But he's moving off the ball. Um, I think it was Jonathan Charks of the uh, of the Ringer who mentioned this. It's almost like Clay Thompson, the way he moves off the ball. Um, his court vision really stood out to me. He makes passes that you don't think can be made. It's just, it's, it's really incredible. It's almost like a point guard, but he's seven foot two and doing this with his long, lanky arms. Um, and he can just shoot the thing. Not only can he shoot the rock, but he's not scared to shoot it to the point that in this league that he was playing in, I think that's a big disclaimer here, right? Like he wasn't playing against super elite competition, um, but he wasn't scared to shoot the ball to the point that he almost shot some bad shots. So I think it's kind of a, a matter of honing him in on the offensive side to where he's, he's, taking shots within the offense, with, within the flow of an offense and within the system. And then the biggest thing is you just have to bulk him up, have to get him a little more confident and stronger. 
because he's not going to be able to, he played like a guard because he wasn't strong enough to bang with the big guys. And he has got to be able to uh, get bigger and stronger to be able to do so because at seven foot two, he can either be a, like a stretch center who can like a point center like Jokic, which is probably what Presley wants him to be. Or you can even play him at some four. If you have a true center in there and you just want to stretch him out, almost playing like a small forward uh, when he's playing the four. But all of that to say, um, a lot of development here. I think he's going to, going to be brought over immediately. Like you said during our live stream, Jacob, the Thunder are going to want him uh, and their system immediately, want him to continue or to learn quickly. Um, and the biggest thing is just to get him bigger and stronger because he's not going to be able to do that overseas. Yeah, 100%. So it's going to be fascinating. Um, Thunder are taking the swing for the fences. They're going to bring him over. They have a, a, a front office and a coaching staff built around player development, and they're going to try to develop this kid. And – you know, I think Presti knows what he's doing. He's taking a swing here. He's taking a gamble, but I think he thinks the gamble is worth taking. And so you, you got to well, especially if that. he's had this plan for, you know, almost a year now, and almost, it seems like you know. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. So, all right. Well, Taylor, we have another two draft picks to talk about. We won't spend as long on them, but before we get there, we want to take a quick moment and tell our listeners uh, who's paying the bills this week for us. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to CompScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the US visiting Indeed each month, according to CompScore, total visits. And so it's clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st, and terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing, and while you might not be at the games this year, you can still get in on all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure that you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anyone else. You can get in on all their seasoning open bonuses uh, today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of their great sign up bonuses. All you got to do is enter that code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. Again, that is BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Taylor, two more picks to cover real quick. Uh, with the 34th pick that the Thunder got in the Philadelphia 76ers trade, 
uh, they take Theo Maldon, or Maldon, I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, a point guard from France. Actually, all three of the guys that they took tonight are from Europe, uh, which is interesting. No, no that American prospects. That um, they take Theo. Thoughts on Theo? I mean, quick thoughts. I have 30 minutes on Maldon. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so this is really interesting. Uh, I think he was Kevin O'Connor's, oh, I can't even see it now. Uh, twenty something uh, on his big board, um, and all the mock drafts I saw had him going the first round. So the fact that he fell to OKC was extremely interesting. Uh, but it was bound to happen, right? I mean, shoot, we were getting to the point at the end of the first round where there were guys like uh, Tyrell Terry. He ended up going to the Mavericks. Um, we had Jalen McDaniel's who, uh, Jaden McDaniel's who ended up going to uh, to the Nuggets in a trade. But there were some like high caliber draft picks that were available uh, for, for the Thunder to pick here. And uh, some of them were already off the board at this point. But Theo, I think, was the right pick. Uh, another guard from France, which is really interesting. He's a Tony Parker uh, protege. Uh, he's only 19, so another super young guard. In my opinion, I think Theo is going to come over immediately. And not only come over, but I think he's going to get playing time. Especially trading away Schroeder, trading away, away CP3. I was talking to you guys before the draft. Um or sorry, it was during the draft. We were trading away Rubio. I was like, well, then who's who's going to be the backup point guard? I think we might have found it. Um, you know, Preston might want another veteran to come in, another veteran ball handler to help out Shea and Theo. But uh, I think Theo might be that backup as well as he continues to develop here. Uh, again, he's only nineteen. Uh, he's six foot eight and a half, so almost six nine. Uh, or sorry, he's that's his wingspan. He's six four, hundred seventy four pounds. But I think the biggest thing to me is just his. Uh, he's not super athletic, which is interesting. That's something I, I've read in a lot of mock drafts that they kind of knock him for. However, he uses uh, like dribble hesitation moves, and he's super crafty, uh, both around the rim and just in general. And he's also re- uh, apparently a really good shooter. Um, he, he's known for his his spot up shooting and his uh, pull up pull up jumper. So this isn't like your stereotypical pressy pick, and this is something I, I mentioned on the the live stream, Jacob. This was actually Pressy's, as crazy as it seems, because there's been so much that's happened between now and then, this was actually Pressy's first draft um, in the post-Russell Westbrook era. So it's interesting to see these kind of players that he's picked compared to what he has in the past. Very different, right? We aren't getting the long athletic wings that you have to try and teach to shoot. It's definitely an opposite approach with Poku and now with Theo. Um He's another crafty finisher, so it's going to be a blast watching him and Shake not only create for others, but get to the rim and try and score around the rim. And again, just the fact that he's going to be able to shoot, I think, is really exciting. It's going to open up the floor for both him and Shea. So I'm really excited. I think it's a, a great pick overall, especially for uh, where they were, uh, where the Thunder picked, excuse me, um, particularly where Theo was was mocked um, through almost everywhere I saw. And... Um, I mean, he's a, a, Presti's a Spurs guy, right? And Tony Parker is kind of his mentor. So I think this is a win-win all around for where the Thunder were picking here. And interestingly enough there, Taylor, uh, Sam Presti is the guy that identified Tony Parker uh, back in Ooh. San Antonio whenever he was uh, doing scouting for San Antonio. That's way a fantastic point. And now uh, he's getting a player from Tony Parker's pro team. I'm sure he and Tony Parker had conversations. About the that is a fantastic you know what we talked about draft promises to poku i mean 
I, I, yeah, I'm, it I'm seems sure weird that he talk. dropped that far, but what if there's things that happen with the on the other side, opposite the teams, right? Like, what if what if uh, Theo is telling others, you know, uh, I'm not probably not going to sign with you, kind of like a Lou Dort situation, right? And he ends up signing yeah. with with OKC. That's interesting. That's a good point, Jacob. It's yeah, de- definitely. It's it's an interesting point. Um, yeah, Theo. It seems like he's kind of like a can do a little bit of everything point guard. Um, it, he might be a pretty good fit next to Shea as far as like two combo guards go. So excited for him. Uh, I think he's going to come over immediately as well. Yep. Uh, I think he and Poku are going to be in Oklahoma City very, very soon. They're going to start training camp here, uh, and they're going to get the ball rolling, and they're going to be on the roster. That, that's um, what I was going to ask you. Do you think they will be on two ways, considering especially like the extra flexibility at it because of COVID? Or do you see these I, guys just jumping on the roster and maybe po- they don't Poku's, play every night, but throw them Poku's in the fire? going to get his, his first round deal. Uh, I have no doubt about that. I think Theo will get something along the lines of like the, the Lou Dort, Hamadou Diallo um, second round deal uh, that both of those players signed. Uh, and then that brings us to our— I don't want Theo th- on a two-way. I want him in immediately. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I think he will be. For Poku, that brings like, us to our third point. guy, though, um, who's going to be—I'm uh, going to— I can't believe I'm I, about to say this on the podcast. I am going to pass it over to Taylor uh, Peterson for pronunciation. Can we snippet this and like use it as a recast when we tweet it out and stuff? Or I'm the one. Ju- we'll just the use name. just the five seconds that you say the name, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, based off my very extensive research, aka about fifteen-ish minutes, um, once we got done with our live stream in between now and or then and now, um, I went to the good old YouTube. And was able to pull up some scouting videos here of the Thunder's third draft pick uh, that they picked, I guess, what was this, um, 53? Am I making that up? I think it was 53. No, no, they it, it was actually Washington's pick that got oh, traded. Oh, no, so great it was point. in the 40s. And they ended up trading 53, which was Cassius Winston, I believe, off the top of my head, for what is Vit, uh, Vit V-I-T, Kretschke? And that is from what I'm picking up here on this YouTube clip, which is literally foreign um, announcers pronouncing his this last name when he does something. This guy speaking Serbian, uh, announcing the game, and Taylor's Kresky. waiting for the dude to make a basket to hear what the announcer says. <laughs> I love and it. I heard it. I, and I heard it, and I'm kind of excited. Uh, don't get me wrong. This isn't going to be like a uh, – I mean, shoot, I, I really don't know. This is a very low – I shouldn't say low ceiling. Um, low ceiling in terms of player, but it's a low risk. At the same time, because of where you draft him at, uh, but he's a low ceiling, another low ceiling, um, you know, high reward kind of player. What stood out to me was his shot making ability. He has some pull ups. Um, his, his jumper was a little interesting. He he has a really really nice release, which is why I think the ball goes in all the, a lot. But he kind of lands off balance some. But regardless, he's not afraid to pull up. Has a great looking shot from both outside and mid-range. Um, he tries to attack the rim. There's a couple highlights of him dunking. He's a kind of explosive. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't realize this until we were about to start the pod, Jacob, but you said he is coming off an ACL injury, which is a little yes. worrisome. Uh, also, I don't know if we mentioned this yet. 6'8 point guard. Right? Six, sorry, eight. yes. This, great this kid's point. a 6'8 guard. Uh, yeah, coming off and an ACL injury. I saw him play off the ball a little bit as well, which was good to see. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a stash guy. He's going to stay in Europe, I think. I, I would I honestly I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't stay in Europe. I like um, that with the with the injury, uh, the chance to develop over there a little bit. This feels very Kevin Hervey ish to me. Yeah, yeah. That's a, Coming that's off a great an injury, the size, the shooting ability, it Picked feels very late. Kevin Hervey ish. 
right? Yeah, and no, I agree. If we're being completely honest, he might be Kevin Hervey, right? That, that just might be the kind of player he is. You you typically don't. There's a reason guys fall into the 40s, right? So, And, um, I mean, again, we don't have details on some of these trades yet, and they probably won't come out, maybe not even until, um, I guess, what is it, Friday? Uh, or maybe Sunday. I can't remember now. But anyways, uh, it seems like the Thunder just traded a second rounder for a second rounder. But like you said, before I bet we there's start some podcasting, there's some guests. Yes. Yep. How much cash, we don't know, but I bet there's some cash involved. Okay, Taylor, we wanted to go for about 30 minutes. We're at 35. We wanted to give a quick hitter tonight because we got another one coming tomorrow night. And then on Friday, we probably got another one coming with with free agency. So (laughs) let's leave on this. Um, I, uh, as our listeners know, I teach for a living. You don't, but you're going to act like you do for right now. Perfect. Um, you need to, you need to give Sam Presti a grade for, uh, his Philadelphia trade to acquire Al Horford, the top six protected 2025 pick and the 34th overall pick in 2020. What grade do you give him? Mm, man, that's so hard because I'm biased. Um, but try and take my bias away. That's probably like a B minus um, because you are taking on that Horford contract. I think there's a lot of people who thought that maybe it would take a lot more to get off that Horford contract. But with that being said, you have to take the other side into consideration, which is Pressy. And like we mentioned, all of his plethora, just ridiculous amounts of draft picks to the point that Adam Silver is probably going to have to make like some rule that you can only hold so many draft picks and he's going to call it the Pressy rule um, in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give him a, a probably like a B plus. Um, I, I, okay, that's where I was going to go, B plus. Okay. I think, you know, you, you flipped guys you weren't going to use. You took on a big contract, but it's not as bad because it's not like it's pushing you in the tax or anything. You have the ability to absorb that Horford contract, and you got two quality assets in return. Pick 34 right. and then right. a 2025 first. Um, so, yeah, I Ooh, give it a B+. Lexi has a Twitter. Oh, send him our, Poku- our Pokemon shirts. Yeah, that's that's right. Try and get him on the podcast. Um, okay, next, give a grade on Sam Presti's trade of Ricky Rubio, 25 and 28 for 17, which turned into Alexei Pokashevsky. Oh, this sounds like a, oh, for Alexei too. I almost have to give this one like, like a, a C. Uh, oh, okay. See, I wasn't, I was going to go like, in, in class, a kid turns in a paper to me and I look at it and I say, okay, dude, uh, this looks good. Um, but but give me some time and we'll figure out what it is. This is like an that's incomplete. a good way to put it. Spoken like a true teacher there. Like this yeah. is a a C paper right now. But if you go and, and fix these little tweaks that I made, I'm gonna give you an A on this. Exactly. That that's kind of where I'm at on on the poker. <laughs> or if you're one. lazy and you don't care and don't show the effort, then uh, you're gonna turn this in. And I might give you a D because I tried to help you out and you you didn't take and it and you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, your your pups are getting restless over there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, it's about time. Yeah, it's about time yeah, to wrap right. this bad boy up. Um, and then rating pick thirty four. Uh, the Thunder just using that selection for Theo um, at thirty four and where he was mocked and what we think he could be. I'm giving this one like an A minus. Yeah, no, I one hundred percent. This isn't us saying that Theo's going to turn into Tony Tony Parker necessarily, right? But like, I uh, I I think him falling as much as he did just because of the way that the draft turned out with all the uncertainty this year uh, that's a home run pick at that yeah. draft pick e- even if he ends up as a quality backup oh, that yeah, means absolutely. that you flipped Schroeder and cap space for pick 28 
a backup guard, and a future first-round pick. That's really good. That, oh, that's, that's really fantastic. good asset management. And here's the thing. I think Theo is going to be a uh, a rotation player. Uh, I, I don't know if Ricky Rubio is necessarily a good comparison player-wise. I'm not going to make that comparison. But I just mean in terms of um, like play and career, I think that maybe could could be like a reasonable ceiling or ceiling, but yeah. it could be even more than that. I mean, Tony Parker could literally be the ceiling, oh. which is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last one uh, for my boy Vit. Uh, <laughs> this is if we're grading this one. This is uh, the kid turns the paper into me, uh, and he's like, "Hey, this was due like two weeks ago, and I just forget <laughs> about it, and I and it just gets buried on my desk, and I forget it even exists." Exactly. You I don't even. I don't even have to put a grade, grade on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a participation grade. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Um, all right, well, Taylor, as we get out of here, few things to tell our listeners about. Number one, holy smokes. It's been a whirlwind today. We have grinded our butts off today, but it was so worth it. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for tuning into the live stream tonight. I'll, I'll be honest, we didn't know what to expect, and then we found out that everybody else was doing a live stream tonight as well. Local people, national people, everybody. And we still hit a number that we did not expect at all for people who tuned in on the live stream. I think I speak for both Taylor and I that we cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, Absolutely. That was a blast. Freaking, we had a ton of freaking the interaction. Awesome. It wasn't like, you know, just like however many of you tuned in. It was you guys interacting with us. All the comments. That. Yeah, it was just incredible. Thank you guys so, so, so much. We appreciate the absolute hell out of you. You're what make makes us do these podcasts every week. With that being said, man. We got another one coming your guys' way in less than 24 hours. By about 10 p.m. Central Time on Thursday night, we will have an episode up with our boy Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports talking all things free agency. Make sure you tune into that because free agency officially starts Friday at 5 p.m. Central Time. We'll be back at it again. You know we will. We're always going to be here. So you guys have a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Enjoy some Pokemon shirts. Go hit up our Twitter account at the underscore uncontested. The Pokemon, Pokemon, not Pokemon, the Pokemon shirts are up. Got to draft them all, baby. Go snag yourself one. We'll be back with you guys soon. Thank you for sticking around with us. And as always, Thunder Up. Sexy Alexi. Pokemon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.